Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, as always, your host. Today's proof of life, it's Monday, February 20, 2023. You know, I like to stay as current as possible so folks know that I'm alive and kicking. Otherwise, would y'all worry? Would y'all worry if I wasn't here? (laughs) No, no, I joke. I kid. So, Today's episode, the question that we've taken upon ourselves to answer, it's coming from r slash career guidance. And if you don't know how this all works, you've got 30 minutes free from me that should serve as a sample consult, a sample consultation. If you had approached us with a similar issue, a similar problem. Maybe you're trying to work something out with a company. Maybe you're trying to move up and just don't know how to strategize, how to plot, how to plan your next move to move up. You could come to us. You could come to us for something exclusive, something personalized, tailored to you. You can reach out. We're on Instagram. That's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z. You'll recognize the profile picture. It's us in a ski mask. I mean, by us, I could be anybody behind that ski mask, but it's us in a ski mask. We're on Patreon, the Corporate Cowboys podcast. There are multiple tiers. Go sign up, please. The more upper level ones, because we would be dealing with something personalized, something customized, uh, they're going to be a little more on the expensive side. But Our rates are still more than reasonable. You'd actually be getting a bargain on Patreon with the exclusive content. So go ahead and do that. We're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. You want to share the corporate love with those closest to you. I mean, the ones that give a fuck. Family, friends, close associates, your partners in crime, that sort of thing. (laughs) Corporate. Corporate crime. Don't get it twisted. Though a lot of... uh, this organizational analysis, you could probably apply it to um, extra corporate entities, extra corporate organizations, you know, those on the street. But do not take anything we say. This is a legal disclaimer. Do not take anything we post, anything we publish, distribute in the form of content. Do not take any of that as if it were legal advice, right? We don't promote any wrongdoing. Ever, right? Maybe it's uh, <laughs> I'm gonna cut it off there. <laughs> All right, well, today's question then is asking it's asking, is it considered hiring under false pretenses if you change your look once you're hired? Now, I didn't really read through the body on this one because it's relatively short, and I figured, well, I'll do like I usually do, right? I'll read through and and As it comes to me, in a stream of consciousness, I'll tell it to you. Pretend, let's pretend, right? You walk into my office. Okay, maybe not even my office, but we're sitting in a room together. We're sitting in a car together. How about that, right? It's like an impromptu session. And I'll treat you like an associate, a friend, let's call it. I'll treat you as a friend. And you come to me with the question, Alex. Yo, Alex, I was thinking about applying to a job, right? And uh, 
I understand you got to dress the part. You got to look professional. But is it considered hiring under false pretenses if you change your look once you're hired? And also this question is worded wrong. There's some misspelling, some typos in there, but I'm not going to hammer on those because I'm not a grammar Nazi, right? Right? Okay. So it's it's uh, flared. It's got like a tag for advice. It's asking for advice. And we'll read the body. It's saying, I live in a house that tells to this day, don't interview looking like you already work there. What? Okay. So maybe they live in a household that says, don't interview like you already work there which I would take to apply, to imply, I would take to imply, don't look too comfortable interviewing, right? Don't look too casual. Maybe comfortable was the wrong word because you could appear really comfortable when you interview. And if you need those tips, those tricks, especially dependent on the industry you're going into, the organizations you're applying to, that's more higher level consulting. And Unless this question is asking for that, I'll reserve it. If you really want to know, it's probably in other episodes. Or if you want something tailored to you, again, reach out to us. It's saying, I live in a house that tells to this day. You see how it's, it's worded a little weird, but it passes. I'll let it slide. I live in a house that tells to this day, don't interview looking like you already work there. I'm a graphic design student that wants to get into more of the game and animation side of graphics. Most of these people wear t-shirts and jeans on the job. Some have colored hair and tattoos. This is the kind of work look I want. However, I have been told and have said this in other posts that if I dye my hair, Make sure I can wash it out for interviews. Apparently, even if the job says it's okay, I have been told not to come in looking like that. Someone left a comment saying on my post, saying, (laughs) this is worded weird. Someone left a comment on my post saying that if someone came in for an interview and they changed their look once hired, They would feel that they were hired under false pretenses. Is this true? You see now, this is worded wrong. I don't think they were hired under false pretenses. I think they were applying under false pretenses, right? So they were applying and interviewing under false pretenses. Uh, Promising the interviewer or the employer, the prospective employer, one thing and giving them another. That's, uh, it amounts to fraud of sorts, right? False pretenses. That is a legal cause of action. Not the not the uh, not the interviewing one. No, not the applying one. That's not a legal cause of action, right? <laughs> they could fucking fire you for any reason, any reason. They came in with a bad mood one day. Said, "Alex, I don't like the look of your fucking face. You're gone. Get out of here." That's that's fine. They could do that because I would be what entry level, and like I've said. Episode to episode, back to back, hand over fist. We are all entry level forever, forever. Unfortunately, some have the power, the authority to hire and fire, and some don't. 
It's just a degree of responsibility. I can't fire the CEO like the CEO could fire me if I was working for them. That depends on the terms of my employment agreement, whether or not they have that power and whether or not they can exercise it. If there is no fault, if there is no standard for hiring or firing, they could do what they well please in terms of hiring and firing. It's well within their right. But as far as false pretenses, don't, don't make the shit sound too official. I, I, in my mind, at least, in my mind's eye, at least, I have this societal image of people who work in t-shirts and jeans and have colored hair. And I'm sure society has imbued a lot of folks in that demographic with certain identifiers, certain labels, certain, <laughs> certain uh, special monikers, right? Now, I don't discriminate. And I know that a lot of business executives out there don't discriminate. But they can hire and fire you from one day to the next. The only time they can't, I suppose, is if you let them know like, hey, I'm part of this quote unquote protected class. And then they follow up with firing you because of being part of that protected class. But if I interview in a suit and a tie, right? Because from what it sounds like being a graphic designer in animation, the industry standard at least appears appears from what the the hypothetical client here is telling us appears to be the industry standard of t-shirt and jeans, right? So if they interview in a suit and a tie, shit, you might not even get hired. They might write you off as being overqualified somehow, being stuck up, being stuffy, being too dry, being too old fashioned by societal standards, right? On the flip side, if you flip that and they're hiring you based on that image of a suit and tie, damn, Alex is really professional looking. We might put him in a capacity to interface with other clients, with the public even, because Alex is the kind of image we want to put out there compared to back of the house designers. So they might hire you with other ideas in mind. Maybe they are planning your career as you should be planning your career. I mean, if you want to be a designer all your life, by all means, do that. Do that. You can garner the reputation. You can cultivate a professional image and repertoire about you that might put you at a, at a level financially that you're okay with, that you're satisfied with. The company, on the other hand, when they hire you, they may have other ideas in mind, right? Whether or not to cross train me in other areas where I'm not just designing, but also leading, also coordinating. Interacting with other businesses. Maybe I become a manager, a supervisor of some kind, but only, only in relation to my employer's timetable and how long it takes me to develop. 
how long it takes me to learn and to train. Right? Now, at that point, at that point, the intersection of image, reputation, repertoire, plans, career path, that intersection is what they are hiring you on. Or I guess the hypothetical was me, right? But we're talking the client. That's what they're hiring the client on for. You show up the next week at work with fucking purple hair or some other bullshit. The reason I say bullshit is because that's what I would be thinking if I hired you. Who the fuck is this person? So that calls into question your plans and our plans. The plans we had together when we first interviewed you. Because image matters. Image matters. Whether you like it or not, it's not wrongful discrimination. It's not even unethical discrimination. It's prudent discrimination. It's a prudent business decision. Again, that's higher level thinking that most entry level employees don't think about. They don't have plans of moving up. And the ones that do don't have, don't have a, a cohesive circle to come to and throw ideas around for how to do it. That's what you have us for. We want you to become corporate cowboys. So if you need help, if you need assistance, a second opinion, a professional perspective, by all means, that's what we do on a daily basis. So don't for a second think, oh, I'll get hired. I can change my look completely. I can show up looking if you, if you interviewed looking like a professional and you show up looking like a bum, don't expect a raise. <laughs> don't expect to get promoted one day to the next. Expect them to act or react to what they see, that impression, because they already hired you on an impression that you had on them, on an appearance on a professional image, regardless of how you interviewed. You, you could interview in a t-shirt and jeans and get the job because that's the professional image they hired you for. That's the professional image you advertised. And so that's the professional image that got signed on. Ultimately, it comes down to your competency as a professional to get the work done. Again, that comes with time and you cultivating a reputation, a repertoire for being effective, for being efficient, for being a consummate professional. I know some folks, very competent, very 
competent, very effective, very professional, who wear t-shirts and jeans. But when push comes to shove, they know to get their hands dirty. And so they are compensated handsomely. They make exorbitant amounts of money. And that's a lot of dough. They're baking a lot of bread. (laughs) But it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory and it takes time. Sure, there are faster ways of doing it, such as playing the part, dressing the part, and embodying the part, being a professional. Because professionals stand out. And who else, if not a corporate cowboy, is going to stand out by holding themselves to a standard of being better, doing better, and always striving for improvement. Not necessarily something different. Not necessarily, and by different, I mean that in quotes. Not necessarily something special. And by special, I mean protected. Not necessarily something protected. In quotes. And by protected, I mean a fucking crutch. Societally, right? <laughs> don't, don't rely on these crutches of personal identity. Nobody gives two fucks who you are in reality. It's who you are professionally that matters. And that should bleed into your personal life, your professional image, because that's your public image. How you are professionally impacts how you are publicly, how you are privately. That's why I always thread that theme through all these episodes and this entire podcast of being the consummate professional, operating like a corporate cowboy, which is funny because it's two words that's corporate, which you think of formality and order and cowboy, which you think of casual and shooting from the hip. We're running and gunning, but the risks are measured. The risks are calculated, but we're always moving. The first instant that you settle, the first instant you get caught lacking. Don't, don't fuck it up. (laughs) And you, you can fuck it up. You can fuck it up. By not being consistent, being by moving consistently like a professional. You might think, well, I'm going to keep these folks on their toes. I'm going to show up, completely shave my head. (laughs) But if it's not something you're known to do, they're going to think something's off. They're going to think you can't be dependent. You can't be trusted for future plans. They're going to think. You can't be the face of a department. You cannot be the face of this company. You can't represent us. 
That's different. Now, there are ways to mitigate and to remediate image. But your reputation and your rapport should already have been established in order for that change to be accepted. In order for those, for that pill to be swallowed. For that reality to set in. Like if you didn't know me and I had hair one day. I was like, hi, my name is Alex. I do this and this and that. But you don't have any proof. You don't know any of the metrics. You don't know my history. You don't know how how well I operate. Just the standard of professionalism that I keep. You don't know any of that. And the next time you see me, I'm, I'm fucking bald or my hair is green. I look like I, I look like I just walked out of a Batman movie. <laughs> And you don't know any of my history as far as professional work and work experience. You wouldn't hire me. You would avoid me. Yo, this motherfucker Alex is weird and always changing. Not consistent. Cannot depend on them. Unless you are known to do that. And your work speaks for you. Your work can back you up. But that takes time. That takes history. You need to have worked together for some time. There are some folks in my life, I could change how I look week to week. But they know how I get down. They know I do work. They know I can put the work in. And do it effectively. Carry it out how I said I would. I'm a man of my word. I'm a professional about my reputation. So I could show up one day in a ski mask and they'd recognize my voice, how I move, how I walk, how I talk, how I act professionally. Why? Because I'm consummate about, I'm a consummate professional. Publicly, privately. What you see is what you get. What you feel is how real it is. It isn't, it isn't pleasurable always. I'm not that hedonistic. But the authenticity is rolled up into originality. Don't, don't hide who you are, right? But you're going to have to come to terms sometimes with who you are requires temperament in terms of your image. In terms of moderation. Hiring under false pretenses. Whoever left that comment... I mean, as far as uh, they're saying that they left a comment on a post saying that if, if they did that, it would look like they hired them under false pretenses. That dude sounds, that person, that person sounds soured. But as a hiring manager, as a manager, you need to know how to manage. If the person you hire one day shows up as a completely different person the other day, do your fucking job as a manager and either change their position 
or adjust to that change if you know the person is a fucking professional, is an ace, and it's just something you have to deal with, right? The them changing their image, them changing their appearance is just something you have to deal with. It's just another thing that you have to roll into the cost of doing business with them. Then you roll with the punches. You roll with the change. You're a manager, fucking manage. Otherwise, let them go. You're a manager. You're the hiring, firing manager. Do your work. I don't know why that's surprising. Sure, you expended the time and the energy of interviewing them and were about to hire them and onboard them. But if you know nothing about them, what, you think I'm just going to keep them on under the fear of, do you think I'm going to keep them on under the fear of, oh no, they changed up on me. They, they, must, they must adhere to this other special protected identity. And if I let them go now, what, expect a lawsuit? Fuck all of that. It's just fire at will out here. This is at will employment and everybody is entry level forever. The only lawsuits you could expect to come out of that is frivolous ones. Unless they reveal some type of prejudice or discrimination. Some type of harassing component to it. That they're firing you because, I don't know, of religion. Because of sexuality. Some other protected class. But I really only fuck with professionals. So... Nobody gives a fuck what you look like, how you talk, how you walk, who you screw. Don't give a fuck as long as the work gets done. Obviously, if you want to get personal and business, business by chance just happens to be personal. It's always personal. Don't give me that bullshit of it's just business, right? Business is war and business is personal. And if they should happen to overlap, to intersect, well then we cross that bridge when we get there because we're in the business of doing things right, doing things correct, and being righteous, right? If we take care of business, business will take care of us. Let's read a couple of these comments. I only got a couple minutes left. I recognize that a lot of these consults are just me speaking one way, right? I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm impressed. I'm proud, I suppose, that I could keep on a 30-minute, quote, conversation without any back and forth, which gives you, the listener, time to go back and replay it, take notes, and ask those questions of yourself. If I had the hypothetical clients in front of me, I'd be asking them all sorts of questions in the interview. Some of those you might have caught on to. The industry, the organization, their work experience, their past works, a portfolio if they have one, their ambitions and aspirations, their career, career goals in terms of pathway, objectives. The first comment here says, 
<clears throat> as long as you follow the dress code once hired, I don't think anyone would care. Okay, well, yeah. I address that. If it's your if it's in your employment agreement that they could fire you with or without cause, like I said, they could let you go for not liking your face, for not liking the way you dress, any number of reasons. If they have a policy for wearing a uniform and that uniform consists of a suit and tie when you're representing the organization in some official capacity and you show up to an event, to an engagement that constitutes an official capacity and you're in a shirt and jeans and fucking blue hair, dog, I'd terminate you myself. Because you're fucking the game up. <laughs> you're not adhering to your... And it's not because you look bad to the client. The client might be, yo, this person's chill as fuck. But I don't care about that. That's if I hired you. I hired you with a certain intent. And you signed on to a certain agreement. And with your name on that dotted line, your ass is owned. At least you're committed, you're compromised. You don't have to work for me, but if you work with me, it's gonna be on certain terms as a consummate professional, right? At no point in time have I said that I'm racist, prejudicial, discriminatory, a bigot, any of that bullshit. Professionally speaking, I'm prudent with who I do business with, as are a lot of my associates, a lot of business owners and executives that I know and a lot that I don't know. But when you're dealing with corporate, you have to act corporate. You have to infiltrate corporate. Business is war. We just keep coming back to that. We keep coming back to that. The next comment here says, it's normal to dress up for an interview. Yeah, I mean, it's normal, I guess. But then you have, you, but then these smart cats, smart cats, he's not even smart, educated, I guess, educated and watered down socialist cats want to be like, well, what is the norm? What is normative? What is tradition? Again. The third comment here, the third comment here says, your look has nothing to do with why you were hired. I'm going to say they're wrong. It has some, some to do, has some to do with why you were hired, right? And then it says, or at least legally it shouldn't be, but it doesn't. It has nothing to do with it legally, but it does have to do with why you were hired, all right? It says, if they fired you due to how you look, they'd be sued unless if broken rules they had in place. Okay, well, yeah, that's fine. I mean, you again, you can't sue just for being fired by the way you look. You can't. It'd have to be proven that they broke the law by firing you. And you'd have to prove something about the way you look that makes you special. Something about the way you appear that makes you special. And that because of that reason, they fired you. But again... This comment continues, hired under false pretense 
would be if you lied about experience or education. Yeah, but I mean, that's just fraud. That's just fraud. And typically, typically employment agreements have those clauses and provisions in them. If they're hiring you on for an executive position, you're making, you're, you are representing, you're making that pretense, you're offering that pretense and making that, that guarantee. You're, you're, you're warranting your experience, that you have the experience and are competent to be hired as an executive. Beyond that, if the agreement says that you're going to show up to work every day in a suit and tie and you don't, the one day that you don't, they could fire you. But it's all part of the agreement. One that I'm hoping you read and understand and can interpret and or negotiate before you sign. Again, you need help with that. Reach out to us. We'd love to help. That's what we're about. Educating you, training you, having you understand that you can work with corporate, with, the key word is with corporate, as an individual. Elevate you on a level that gives you, that gives you some leverage, equal, if not greater, than that of corporate. Have you come around? Become a corporate cowboy to work with corporate and not for it. Be your own professional. Dress however you want, as long as the work gets done. <laughs> Have a nice one. We'll catch up later.